Manimal here. It is Friday, March 1st, and today on a brand new episode of Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to talk about Ronald Acuna Jr. for a minute. We're also going to talk about the future of Major League Baseball. We've got some Rangers news and notes, and we're going to go over those two Cactus League box scores from the last couple of days. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And hey, we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. Just in case you're just tuning in with us for the first time, your Texas Rangers are the defending World Series champions. And we are pumped about being in spring training this is your boy Kev, aka YBK Kevin Frazier. If you want to find me on social medias, you can find me at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F R A Z I E R. If you want to find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media, that's going to be TX Rangers WTV. And you know, if you want to find us on the World Wide Web, that's Texas Rangers with the boys.com. Oh, one word. And joining me, my co host, the 300 pound animal, aka Bull, also the little animal hanging out. But Bull, how you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on socials? Man, doing good. Um, took a trip over to uh, Dr. Pepper Ballpark today to watch uh, the uh, the Patriots of Dallas Baptist beat uh, the Wildcats of Arizona. Going to head back out tomorrow and check out uh, uh, the, the, the DBU Patriots and the Indiana Hoosiers. So, you know, the Bullman and I trying to get out when we can. Uh, um, had some help around the house today and tomorrow. So, uh, getting, uh, getting out for a little bit and trying to, trying to stay a little bit sane. Um, but, uh, gotta let everybody know, Kev, you know, man, no gimmick earlier, Mm. no gimmick. I I turned into Chris Candido. Mm, Nice. Right there on the spot. Yep. Yep. No. So we, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Manimal Bull, Instagram, Manimal 300, and both Facebook and TikTok, uh, at Bull Pro. And uh, let's start talking about the Rangers. And uh, before me and you start talking about the Rangers, I have to let everybody know that today's show is brought to you by Matt Ward Pro Wrestling. Friday, March, or I mean, Saturday, March 23rd, Matt Ward Pro is back at, at uh, Martin House Brewing mm. for... Uh, Hell's Half Acre Tournament. It's a battle royal that starts, breaks down into two four-way matches. The winner of those matches have a tape fist match, and the winner takes on the winner of the battle royal, and the winner of that match will get a chance at the Trinity River Heritage title at an upcoming show. We're going to have food on site. We've got all the great beers from Martin House Brewing, and we're going to have our friends from Starry Ice Cream out there with all the ice cream desserts. So come for the wrestling, stay for the beer, end your night with a nice dessert, and uh, have a good time with Matt War Pro Wrestling, Saturday, March 23rd. Man, oh man, we are burning the midnight oil here on a Friday night. If we sound like we're a little bit sluggish, it's because it's uh, it's... It's a, it's a, it's all, it's a, it might as well be midnight for us because it's late bull night. Yeah, it's, we're definitely late night bull night. We're cutting into his crime fighting uh, career. So, but, but most importantly, slow night in Bedford tonight. Yeah, slow night, but, but baseball comes first. You know, baseball comes first. 
we got it. Oh, yeah. Yawn it out, Baron. There we go. Baseball comes first. So we are going to talk some Rangers baseball. But we do have one quick subject about around the league. A um, little bit of an injury scare there for uh, the great uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., better known as Louis Angel Acuna's older brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, scratch today. Going to see the doctor about his knee. Hopefully everything's precautionary, but man, does the league turn if Ronald Acuna is out for any extended period of time. Well, thank goodness we have uh, Shohei Otani to uh, carry all the headlines if need be. Um, if Acuna, unfortunately, after his 40, 70, 70, 40, yeah, 70 season, um, you know, um, man, must be something in the, the water. But uh, anytime you can do something that Barry Bonds didn't even do, um, you know. Yeah, no, it's a, it's quite the feat. And hopefully nothing more than just a little bit of soreness for, for Ronald Acuna and that he'll be ready for opening day in that Braves lineup because, uh, you know, the Braves are going to need all hands on deck in that Amer- in that National League East with the Phillies and – uh, right there on their on their heels. So if if Acuna Cunha, if he's I mean top top young player in the game, I mean I guess Hotani's kind of the the unicorn of the game, but he's I don't know more. I don't know uh, you know age wise he's a little bit older now he's not like a you know I, I don't know probably probably still one of the top young players in the game. I don't know if that crown has kind of went over towards more like Julio Rodriguez and uh, I was I was gonna say Franco from the Rays, but uh, yeah, <laughs> like I saw on MLB Re- or on Baseball Reference the other day. Normally, like when it's their birthday, they wish them a happy birthday on the page, like on their on their page, right? And it was not on there for mm. for Wander Franco, so he's. He's not even getting a happy birthday from baseball reference these days. Wow. Wow. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, if you want to be perfectly honest, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Julio Rodriguez, um, you know, uh, is definitely in the conversation. Adley, Adley Rushman, maybe in that conversation. What about Fernando Tatis Jr., who's still not even like 25 yet? Yeah, uh, uh, he's just had his issues since, um, uh, uh, you know, between having motorcycle wrecks and failing drug tests and struggling when he was back last year. Well, you know, he's got to he's got to do it again to prove it now. Fun fact, Adley Rushman and Acuna are the same age. Yeah, it makes sense. Rushman was a college guy. So, you know, I mean, just, it does make sense that uh, they're they're about the same age because Acuna, what he's been in the system 10 plus years now for the Braves yeah and he feels like he's been in the league for a long time but because he's been what he was up at 19 something it's like Juan Soto Juan Soto feels like he's been in the league forever and he's 27 years old you know uh and and you know somebody hot on their heels you know Corbin Carroll definitely Mm -hmm. hasn't put up the crazy numbers as of yet but definitely the potential's there uh, Gunnar Henderson is probably another one that's on that uh, radar. Jeez, man, that guy is fun to watch play baseball. Yeah, he's an up and coming. He hadn't quite done it yet. 
Uh, he's but he's he's got all those tools, right? I mean, he's the tools. Are- oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I what think about, there's. Um, a- I know he's not a position player, but uh, Spencer Strider. Yeah, definitely, definitely uh, one of the. I mean, it it almost kind of feels like if he's going to have a a four pitch repertoire this year that's able to get outs that he's going to be in a league by himself. Yeah. I mean, he, he might have like a, probably a, maybe one of the highest ceilings just because the strikeout numbers can get, could get historic for him. Um, if, if he can stay healthy and, um, you know, keep, keep, keep going at that rate. So yeah, that it does bring an interesting fact, but you know, we, in, and I was tongue in cheek, but I guess it is a good segue for the Rangers to be like, kind of like, who's who's that player for the Rangers? I mean, is it John? Well, and, and they've got a, a handful of guys. Huh? I mean, is it Evan Carter? Is it Josh Young? I mean, obviously, Wyatt Langford is going to try to make his play for that. Well, I mean, right now, I guess you would probably look at it as being Evan Carter just from his the excitement mm. that he – that he kind of brought to the game last year in the World Series as being a dude that had less than 100 at-bats and was able to really excel in the playoffs and, and ended up hitting in the, what, cleanup hole? And, you know I mean? So, yeah, I, I think, like, really for a, a guy like Evan Carter, I mean, the trajectory is high right now. And, you know, between him and Lankford and what they've done, last year in the organization uh, uh starting at about the same time right mm. i mean like kind of you know langford comes into the organization about the same time that that evan carter makes that move to triple a and then you know as langford starts his ascent uh, dolly gets hurt and um evan carter's up and playing in the big leagues and you know, Wyatt Langford's right on his heels, just ripping the cover off the ball at every level that he's at. And um, so, you know, these kind of these guys, I mean, we knew Evan Carter the last couple of years uh, was one of the top prospects in both the Rangers system and the game of baseball. Um, and now he's got an opportunity to to put a full season in and and, you know, hone his craft and make sure that he's hitting lefties and can play any of the three outfield positions that the Rangers need him to play. And, uh, you know, so the sky is the limit for him. And then Wyatt Langford again, I mean, you know, uh, the other day we're asking what, what's going on with him in the spring. And, you know, today he has a couple of hits and, or this morning or whatever that this afternoon had a couple of hits and, and uh, hit a ball 440 feet. And it's starting to think, okay, well, maybe the, the tides turn. He's starting to see the ball better. And, you know, hopefully he's back in the lineup again tomorrow so we can see him again. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, just. And then Young, I, I was, mean, I was just he's kind of. He stole oh. the words out of my mouth. I was, I was going to jump in in there and just bring up uh, Josh Young that, you know, it was, we're not a season away. Like literally 365, negative 365 days, maybe, you know, plus, you know, a year away from him being the talk uh, of the team in terms of young players. Because, man, we were so all we all we wanted from Josh Young was a full season healthy. We didn't quite get it, but we almost did. And look at what the guy did. All he did was make the all star team play excellent defense and really, I feel like he could 
he could really break out this year. I really think he could be a breakout guy this year. Yeah, you know, last episode we talked about the spring breakout uh, game that's coming up and the Rangers that are going to play in that. And last year, if that game would have happened, I mean, all the talk would have been Josh Young in that game <laughs> for the Rangers squad. Even with, you know, Evan Carter being out there and, and all of that. I mean, like last year at this time, it, it was what is Young going to do? Is he going to stay healthy? And he stayed healthy the majority of the year. They had a little little stretch there where he had a, um, a ball hit him, you know, awkwardly in the thumb, needed a little surgery to get that taken care of, missed six weeks, but ended up being back in the lineup, getting himself back and timed right for the playoffs and a big part of what the Rangers did in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, really excited about him. One guy I wanted to also mention, we're talking about top young players in the league, you know, uh, Acuna. And if, you know, maybe we, we have to spend any extended time uh, without Acuna or really just, I mean, he's, he's getting to that stage where he's, he's not young anymore. Another guy we didn't mention, but has to be mentioned, a guy that, you know, a 30, 50 guy in his own right. Um, and really um, possibly might be the, might be the best top young player in the league just signed a nice little contract with Kansas city, but Bobby Witt jr. Also has all the tools. He's got the speed. He's got the arm. He's got the, the shortstop ability. He's got the power. Uh, he's got the plate discipline. So another guy that, um, you know, just, uh, could. Yeah. And we're, own- we're going to see, and we're going to see this year with Kansas city, they've put some stuff around him. Mm-hmm. This isn't the Kansas City team that opened the season last year. I'm not saying that they're a great team. I don't think that that's the case, but they've got some good young pitching. They've got some good veteran guys in their rotation now. They've got – they still got Salvi Perez that, uh, you know, I mean, whether you like him or not, he's dangerous at the plate. You know, I mean, as far as whether you like him as a great player or just a good player or whatever the case may be, he's still dangerous at the plate. Um, and, and, you know, we're going to kind of see Kansas city a little bit more this, this year in a, uh, in an ascent instead of the, the same old, same old, and, and it's going to start with Bobby Witt and, mm-hmm. and, you know, hopefully they can, they can put some stuff around him and they've got, uh, Pasquatino in there that's going to play first base and he's going to, he's going to mash. Mm-hmm. So they've got a couple of, uh, above average young guys and now it's trying to, fill those pieces in around them and then get them to a point where they're, uh, you know, getting the, the next crop of young guys up and, and, and in a place where they're winning. Yeah. And one of the thing about Bobby Wood Jr., um, you know, and, and it's going to be funny because I'm going to say something that's going to sound like a, not a positive thing, but I'm going to follow it up with, an, with, with a positive. He doesn't walk a lot, but gets, but plays every single day. And bats for a high average. And what- well, and he bats for a high average because um, he's such a fast guy that anything that he puts into play is there's pressure on that defense, and they got to make a play. Well, that was a comma. We saw that the other night that- with, or th- when he hit a ground ball over to Duran that should have been an out, but because he runs so well, he put pressure on Duran. It ends up being an error on Duran, and uh, Kansas City gets a run out of it. Yeah, well, and, and just to kind of finish my 
finish my little my statement here. Doesn't hit for a high, doesn't walk a lot, hits for a high average, has a lot of plate appearances, which means he's a definite candidate for 200 hits every year he's healthy. And could be a guy, if he can stay healthy for the long period, for, a lo- for the long haul, um, has the makings of a guy that could put up 2,500 plus um, hits with the type of makeup. Because guys that walk a lot, like they don't, they they don't, you know, 150, 160 hits. Right, right. Barry Bonds is even short of 3,000 right. hits because, but, but he's been on base 5,000 times. Right. But guys like Witt, who, who, it's not like he has a bad eye or, bad plate discipline. It's not like he strikes out a ton for this era, but he's just not a guy that walks a lot. And those guys end up getting a lot more hits. And again, 177 hits last year, um, probably going to be another year where he's getting 155 uh, plus games. And if his average gets up over like 280, 285, even close to 300, he's going to get 300. He's going to get 200 hits. Um, so something kind of keep an eye on with him uh and he finished seventh in the mvp voting last year i mean yeah on a lot on a bad yeah just a quiet team. quiet great season for bobby witt jr last year and could again like josh young be one of those guys that takes advantage um and has a breakthrough season this year and and of course being Rangers guys like we we knew about his dad was an integral part of our childhood yeah no doubt and he's a guy i mean he's a cusp 40 40 guy too he is i mean yeah, I, I don't know I, you know it's funny because he got so much talk as a minor leaguer and we always hear it but it's like you got to see it and well and he got it. so much talk even as a high schooler around here right before he was drafted and i know you weren't in the area at that yeah. time but he was also playing with rusty greer's son and you know, Colleyville Heritage had a really good baseball team, and you'd go out and watch Bobby Witt, and you could tell he was just a step ahead, a step above. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you go to the high school games and you see those guys that are actually major leaguers, well, this is like actually a, a major league superstar. You know, mm-hmm. watching him in high school, it's it's insane. It's not even fair for that guy. Even a a good looking young pitcher is going to get lit up by Bobby Witt. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. I knew we'd make a segment out of it. Actually, you knew we would make a segment out of that. But we found a way to round it back into the Rangers and really some Rangers pitching. Uh, well, and talking about Young real quick, I mean, him and Seager. Seager's kind of, Bobby Witt's kind of in that same mold as, as Corey Seager, where mm-hmm. they're up there at the plate. They're up there to hit. Yep. You know, they're not up there to wait. They're not waiting around on a walk yep. if they get something to hit. They're going to swing at it and they're going to try and drive it. And uh, but both Young and Seeger kind of on pace to be back around opening day. I mean, uh, Seeger around opening day and Young possibly in the next week you could start seeing him in uh, Cactus League games. Wow! Yeah, ready to get those guys back. Ready to get them healthy. Another guy we're ready to get back and get healthy. That looks like he's tracking ahead of schedule here. Um, How's Max Scherzer doing? Well, apparently a lot better than uh, first thought, you know, because there was talking about after the All-Star break for him, and now they're talking about June. Mm. So, I mean, that's quite the that's quite the jump up, and it could, you know, could be as little as 15 days if he makes it back at, like, June 29th and 
right? You know, but you know, I mean, still the idea that he's going to be back a little bit sooner. Um, uh, you know, I think that not that it's comforting because you're still looking at an issue when you're talking about the rotation, but uh, the idea of having him back a little bit earlier than what first thought, you know, six, seven extra starts from Max Scherzer will help this thing. Because remember last year, the six starts without those six starts from DeGrom, Mm. you know, even if they go three and three in those games, they're missing the playoffs by a couple of games to the Mariners. Yeah. Six and oh, and Jacob DeGrom starts last year. Um, As if we, Needed to go back and talk about Bobby Witt Jr. Again. But I have tidbit. one more quick Bobby Witt Jr. tidbit that I... While we're past that, sorry, you don't get to throw that out there. Fell into the rabbit hole, just ignoring that statement. So I've been looking for guys that only spent that spent very little time in the minor leagues. That, that like, you know, Wyatt Langford-esque. Now, Bobby Witt Jr. was out for the 2020 season, didn't play in the minors. but he Right, also, because of the... yeah. Only COVID. played one full season in the minor leagues before he came to the big league. So he's 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 in that short list of of uh, players in that uh, in that mold. So I thought I'd bring that up just because it's Wyatt Langford relevant, and I know we're going to have some Wyatt Langford talk um, a little bit later here in the show, like we seem to do every single show. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm I'm ready to see. I, I want to see Scherzer back, but you know, I just I want these guys to be healthy. Uh, I want to be all the way healthy. Well, of course, yeah, but, yeah. And you don't want to see him coming. You don't want to see a guy a guy that's 39 years old rushing anything back, even though you you and I both know that if we were injured and, ready, you know, we're rushing back regardless. But, you know, I think he's a guy that uh, at this point, you know, veteran guy that knows his body, mm-hmm. knows what he can do, and and if he can make it back in, uh, in before – the timetable that he uh, had set for himself, you know, he's the type of guy that wants to. And, uh, you know, I saw an interview with uh, Bochi and talking about DeGrom and Molly. And so it's looking like June for Scherzer, July for Molly and August for DeGrom. And if that's the case, I mean, nothing like adding a new starting pitcher to the rotation every month late in the season. Man, that is Golly, that's so good to hear dates, you know. <laughs> I know it's still, you know, it's just the first day of March, but, but you know, when you're talking about like timetables now and seeing DeGrom throw every other day and he'll get to a point where I think he's throwing long toss and then they'll like shut down completely. Mm-hmm. And then like they'll do a complete deloading process and then and then from after that gets to the case, then it'll start ramping up and getting ready to throw off a mound. <sighs> wow, man. Yeah. So, and that's still a, what, April, May, June, July. That's still a four or five month process from here. Um, I don't know exactly how much longer he's going to be throwing long toss, but I imagine till the middle of March, something like that. And then he'll take his... T- uh, download or deloading process and then they'll start ramping it up and I imagine they'll start ramping it up right about the time opening day or a little bit after that and just having dates you know June yeah it's, it's fun because you're starting to see um, Molly throw a little bit more and he's kind of um, almost to that process where he's going to be um, back 
throwing, working towards getting to the mound. I've heard that he's been working with the the groups and like, you know, taking fielding and all of that stuff. So his arm is at a point where he's making those throws. So it's good to it's good to know overall, you know. Yeah, yeah. Really, man, it's just we have dates. We're getting dates now. Like I can like visualize it in my head. Like, all right, so 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 we start in April. So we get through April, we get through May, and then if we're talking about June. Uh, for Scherzer to get back, man, that just, that, that's, whew, man, man. All right. Well, I know we want to talk about some box scores. Um, why don't we jump into the first one, unless you got any more Rangers news um, that you, that you want to, that you want to talk about? No, no. Oh, uh, I was going to say uh, yesterday um, and th- before Thursday's game, Dustin Harris was a scratch with an oblique. Mm. Um they're saying soreness, so I don't know if I would go any further than I didn't see an update. I didn't really particularly look today either, but that's okay. Um, but as far as I know, just a little bit of soreness in, a, in an oblique, and then uh, uh, then on to the box scores. Yeah, yeah. Those obliques in the spring training just seem to be a, a baseball thing. Um, man, why don't we just get right into this game um, on Thursday afternoon uh, against Milwaukee? And I know you were chomping at the bit to talk about uh, Nate Eovaldi, so I'm going to turn you loose. Yeah, no, Nate, uh, you know, starting to starting to look good. I watched the replay last night of Eovaldi and White. And then I got through Teodo and, and didn't get a chance to watch Castillo, Rodriguez, and Church, but they seemed to be, you know, okay. Castillo giving up a hit, Rodriguez give a, a clean inning, and then Church having the walk, but getting through that. Um, so I didn't get a chance to watch that, but I did watch uh, um, Eovaldi, who looked really sharp, five strikeouts in three innings, um, gave up back to back hits that ended up scoring a run. Um, but overall, um, the first two innings were really sharp. And then the third inning after those, after those couple of, uh, um, hits back to back, he put it together, got himself through there for three clean innings. Um, Owen White, I thought his stuff was pretty good. Um, you know, left a couple of fastballs up that got hit and, uh, um, you know, Gave up, you know, a couple of runs, but overall, I thought he limited the damage a little bit and, uh, you know, worked around a couple of things, but not great. LeClerc, uh, the first battery looked really, really good, and then he uh, kind of, you know, got up in the zone a little bit, uh, couldn't get around things, and uh, um, they they left it up to Emiliano Teodo to come in there and, and, and get him get him out of it, and he did a good job, and um, you know, the Rangers scored some runs behind that. They, they did a good job of scoring runs, but the pitching that was out there, pretty decent. Um, I thought Eovaldi, like I said, was really, really sharp. The first two innings um, had a quick, quick moment where he wasn't as sharp and then got it right back together. What about um, a guy who I've had my eye on for the Rangers bullpen, um, Diego Castillo. Um, he had another, uh, good, uh, good outing 
as well. Um, you know, still sitting at still sitting at zero earned run average. I uh, did get did give up a hit, but he's a guy I kind of got my eye on because I just I I want to think he could be a legitimate bullpen guy this year for the team. He could be a a, a steal. Um, totally agree. Totally agree. And I think that um, I was seeing where that he was sitting around 95, 96. So um, good sign from Diego Castillo that his velocity is, is pretty good. Yeah. So he's a guy, you know, kind of a kind of a dark horse in there. Yuri Rodriguez. We need Yuri Rodriguez. to. Yeah. He's got to find that 97 and start getting guys out with something besides the 97. Yep. Yeah, and obviously we're we're pumped about Mark Church, so hopefully his spring uh, leads to good things. You you want to talk a little bit about this uh, Rangers? You know, uh, aside from a couple of games offensively, uh, they're striking out a lot, but they're also getting a lot of walks. I mean, they they these last two games, sixteen walks in the last two games. But uh, I'm I'm going to turn it over to you and let you kind of uh, do your thing with uh, with the offense. But that was my first like big note: is Rangers putting a lot of guys on base. Uh, in- yeah, yeah, and and they're they're getting guys around, and they're putting pressure on defenses, and 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 that's a good sign. Um, I think that uh, you know, ye- yesterday wasn't just, it was probably you know of right now the B lineup kind of that they're sending out there. Uh, Jankowski in center uh, had a walk, scored a run. Um, Eli Hernandez took over, another hit. Um, did have a strikeout in a big situation when he came up the first time, but that's all right. He had a hit, scored a run. Uh, Jared Walsh keeps getting hits, and you know he's got he's got to. Um, we've talked about that. He had a walk as well, so on a couple of times, uh, trying to you know get opportunities. And uh, uh, Abimelech uh, finally got on base there uh, to with a walk. Um, uh, Ezekiel Duran keeps having a good spring. He had a uh, he had a hit, drove in a run, scored a run. Um, Davis Wenzel had a uh, I want to say he had an RV, a sacrifice fly um, later on in the game. Uh, Andrew Kisner keeps hitting uh, one for three with another RBI. Uh, uh, Josh Smith. Mm-hmm. One for two, uh, had an RBI as well. I want to say he had a double, right? Yeah, he had a double. Um, uh, Matt Duffy, another hit. He keeps hitting. Um, uh, and then uh, Derek Hill, yep, another hit. You know, still hitting. You know, he's but he's another one of those guys that if he's going to have an opportunity to make the team, he's got a hit right now. Uh, Sandry, Sandro Fabian got the start for uh, Dustin Harris. He ended up getting a hit, scoring a run. Um, Blaine Krim had a, uh, you know, he he hit the ball hard a couple of times. It just didn't uh, end up with anything. Um, the Rangers were three for 12 with runners in scoring position, which not great. You'd like it to be a little bit higher than that. But uh, overall, you know, I'm in. Kisner's got six RBIs on the spring already. Hmm. Um, the Rangers, you know, doing a pretty good job of uh, getting guys on base. Like we said, the six walks yesterday to go along with uh, eight hits. And then uh, um, uh, <clears throat> um, Josh Smith also 
got hit by a pitch. So one extra base runner. So seven, seven free bases and then the eight hits. So 15 base runners. Now they just got to, you know, cut those strikeouts down a little bit and uh, make a little bit more contact with runners on in scoring position. I want to bring something up as it relates to Josh Smith. You know, a lot of players are eyeballing his specific position, like him specifically. I know they are because he's kind of seen as that one spot on the major league roster position player-wise that could be attainable, you know, like a, a guy that could be attainable. Like you said, he's got an option. And right now I you, I get this sense that he's playing with a bit of urgency. And, you know, if he comes out and plays really well in spring and, and honestly, like just plays well altogether, like there's a lot of players that are going to be like, it because that he could break some hearts by playing really good and maybe kind of breaking out a little bit this year. Yeah, Duffy and Walsh and those guys are, are kind of counting on yeah. Josh Smith to not have the spring that they have, you know, yeah. and, the, and, and to make uh, Bochy make a decision on who are the best 26 at camp right now, mm-hmm. you know. So, and like we say, you know, him and Duran, I, I think they have multiple options left. So it's not like, uh, you know, it's the end of the world if they do try and uh, if something else ends up happening where, uh, you know, someone beats them, one of those guys out. But, yeah, I think Smith is that guy that, uh, you know, guys look at him and say, like, he's a t- he's the type of dude that we could be similar to him as a ball player. And, uh, uh, you know, he's he's very well liked by by the by the staff because, I mean, he stayed on that uh, World Series roster the whole the whole uh the whole thing um you know uh plays multiple positions uh great guy to have run late in the game because he's smart on the bases Mm -hmm. um so you know he's just a guy that uh he's good enough to play major league baseball and he's the type of dude that uh um normally like they they pin this term on like the white guy in the uh on the football team that like has success that like, he's a lunch pail guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he brings his lunch pail to work every day and he plays hard and he doesn't mind getting hit in the, you know, hitting back and, and taking one for the team and getting on base and trying to figure out how to score a run from there. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think that a lot of the grit that he has is well liked within the organization and, and he plays, you know, he plays baseball the right way. Yeah, and I'm if just, there's a, I'm if on. there's a, 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 I don't know, I don't know if that's even really a turn of phrase, but it sounds like something my dad would have said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, is that, that's fair. Like, yeah, something like my dad would have said, but he's like one of those guys. He's like a, he's a lunch pail guy that, uh, that plays baseball the right way. He plays hard. Yeah. And I'm just going to go on record and say, I'm pulling for Josh Smith to break out, um, and really become an impact guy on this team this year. I'm pulling for him. Um, you know, I, I like him. Uh, I like I like his plate discipline a lot. I like the way he goes up to the plate. He's very, very, very confident, very, you know, cool customer. And I just feel like uh, if he can build some momentum, uh, he could certainly be a guy that um, could get on base a lot, score a lot of runs, and probably has a little more pop in his bat than uh, you might think. 
so I'm definitely pulling for the guy. And, uh, you know, a guy that was part of the, the organization uh, came over in a trade, worked. One of the Joey Gallo, him and Duran, both part of that. Yeah, worked their way you know, to the kind of. And uh, like these other guys that we're talking about um, on this team that worked their way up through the farm system, um, you know, if you if you're interested in hearing about the, the rest of the farm system, guys that are not on this spring training roster, um, and had you been listening to our exclusive content, you'd know about most of these guys. Um, our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys where we cover all things Rangers minor league. You should definitely check it out. Um, again, all these would be household names for you had you uh, been subscribing up to this point. If they're not, then you can go ahead, go swing over to our website, www.texasrangerswiththeboys.com. All one word. Or you can go to our Spotify page and subscribe. It's just $1.99 a month. Easily the best $2 you're going to spend uh, every month. And that way you can make us your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization-wide. Um, we cover all kinds of different things on the show. Right now, I mean, we have prospect lists. Uh, we do deep dives into each level uh, of the organization. And now that the season's getting full swing underway, uh, you'll get uh, the, the weekly update uh, about what's going on down on the farm at each level. The other exciting thing is as these – you know, um, as spring goes along and some of these guys get assigned to their specific uh, minor league destinations, those minor league rosters will start to take shape and uh, those games will be happening before you know it. And it's going to be really exciting. I mean, obviously, you guys, if you're watching or keeping up with spring training, uh, are, are the official player of Texas Rangers with the boys, Abby Abimelech, the butcher Ortiz. Um, he would be a, definitely a household name because he was uh, pretty much on the show all year last year. Uh, yeah, he, he turned into a real, real big time prospect, didn't he? Yeah, right before our eyes, you know. And and so again, we don't know who that who who that will be this year, or maybe there'll be two or three of those guys, but they'll be household names to you if you check out our exclusive content. Um, upcoming this week, we're going to be ranking the top ten third basemen in the organization. We are going to talk about the Arizona Complex League, which is where all the really young players and then the international signings that uh, move up from the Dominican Summer League, uh, where they end up, uh, and among other types of players that you probably are not familiar with uh, unless you're, you're uh, just like obsessive about it, like my co-host is, who does all of the dirty work for you, so you don't have to go scouring the internet and the dirt sheets to find out who these guys are, where they come from, and what they do. And I think we're also going to go a little more into depth about like how each of these players, uh, more of the obscure name players, um, it's spring training, how they're doing. And uh, so there's a lot going to be coming up and it's just going to get better and better, or as I like to say, gooder and gooder uh, as the season progresses. Really excited about the minor leagues this year with the Rangers because it seemed like last year I felt like I knew what to expect mostly. This year, I have no idea what to expect. I think it's going to be a fun year uh, at the minor league level this year. Well, yeah, I think Round Rock is going to be a ton of fun this year with a bunch, a bunch of really good players there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially to start the season. Um, I also, uh, I also am really looking forward to the complex league starting a little bit earlier and getting those guys on the road earlier. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like 
below the triple a level it feels like it's just anybody's game right now like i mean anybody from from down east um to frisco like it feels like it's it's there for the taking because a handful like more than a handful a large group of players kind of on the cusp um you know of of making like kind of they're having their breakout year this year and and again i just think it's anybody it's anybody's game um to to make uh to blaze through the system this year and add, well, go ahead and we got that good news that uh, hickory is going to have broadcast all season right so you're going to have a chance to see um all of hickory games broadcast on the MILB app or i think the also the uh, on your phone or if you um, have it you can also check it out on the MLB app on your uh, on your streaming services because that's where I was watching it last year but man I, I just think man this just White Langford kind of showed everybody what was possible last year and uh, you know a huge chunk of our top 40 prospects are guys that are you know not at the major league like level you know not on the radar to be playing at the major league level just yet um, this year and those guys I think it's going to be a dogfight um, at all three of your kind of like a high a and double a levels um, for you know whoever, whoever's playing whoever whoever's doing the thing they're gonna they're gonna be making moves and I just got a ton of players names off the top of my head that that if man if they start having a good season um, we double a at the end of the year this year could look like a completely different roster than um, than it is at the beginning of the year, just given of how much movement could happen. Definitely. Lots of guys jockeying for position right now. Right. And that middle infield uh, is about as, as contested uh, as it gets um, probably in all of baseball, to be honest in this organization. So a lot of fun, a lot of excitement there. We could probably just talk about that for another 20 minutes, but we might as well talk about, one prospect that I just mentioned who um, basically lit up the Rangers Rangers news, internet, Twitter, or X, or whatever, any news site that's covering the Rangers or any news outlet um, is got lit up today because our guy, Wyatt Langford, uh, hit a moonshot and uh, officially kind of said, hey, guys, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, I don't know if they had StatCast on it. I, I don't really care. I think it went like 500 and 200 miles an hour off the bat, <laughs> something like that. Uh, no, but he had, he had, he had a big time. I mean, right center field, barreled, um, big, big home run uh, later in the game for the Rangers, but also had uh, a walk and another hit. So, I mean, he had a, a pretty complete day at the plate. Um you, you wanted to see it. You were wondering when, when it was going to bust out. And uh, today was the day where he kind of busted out a little bit. And uh, you just kind of look forward to seeing him in the lineup every time you look at the box score. Yeah, and it wasn't just, hey, he got his, you know, first uh, home run of the spring. But he also got a walk and another hit um, in that in this game as well. So it wasn't just one thing. I mean, he had a home run. He had a single um, you know, drove in a couple of runs, got on base. So, you know, uh, it didn't take long for uh, Wyatt Langford to uh, shut the mouths of maybe a couple of doubters, maybe, or at least one of them possibly on this show, uh, if maybe he was ready for it. Because he's not facing back into the 
of the uh of the road you know he's not facing the younger guys pitching later in the game he's he's getting the getting the taste of some of the better arms that these teams have to throw at no yeah i think i think he faced harrison and rogers in his first couple at bats so i mean those are some good pitchers for the uh for the giants Mm, mm. well let's talk a little bit more about the rest of the rangers i'm gonna go ahead and turn over you and let you do do your thing what do what you do best Lots of lots of walks. Simeon and Tavares both had a couple of walks apiece. The Rangers had ten on the day. Um, they they had uh, ten ten walks and eight hits, so they had eighteen. I think they had one uh, hit by pitch too. Yeah, Foscu and Krim both hit by pitch, so they had twelve twenty base runners today. Um, but like we talked about yesterday, um, you got to hit more with runners in scoring position. Today they were zero for seven left 13 guys on base. So, um, you know, either a really good job by the Giants of working around some things or the Rangers just didn't do a good a good enough job with uh, runners on on base. Uh, um, for guys that are competing, you know, Ezekiel Duran, another hit today. Um, once you get past that, I mean, there isn't a lot of hits out of the, the front part of the, the guys that you're looking for outside of Langford. Duran had a hit, um, and then you you got to look towards like the 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 minor league guys, but there were lots of walks. Tavares was on base a couple of times. Um, Simeon was on base a couple of times. Langford was on base three times. Uh, Duran was on base. Um, uh, Huff did have a walk. Krim had a walk in uh, his in uh, uh, one of his two plate appearances. Um, Foscu, the hit by pitch. Wenzel had an RBI. Uh, and then Elia Hernandez had a walk in his first over of the spring. So uh, the hits came later. Jax Biggers had a hit late in the game. Liam Hicks had a hit late in the game. Uh, Godoy had a hit. Uh, Cam Colley had a hit. Uh, um, and then Jonathan Ornelas had a hit. So the Rangers, they did have hits. So a lot of them were later in the game. Uh, didn't put together enough uh, sustained um, with runners or didn't hit enough with runners in scoring position to get those guys around. And then pitching wasn't, you know, absolutely the best today, but I'm going to let you talk about the, the hitting a little bit before I get into that. Um, You know, I, I would say one of the, uh, you know, Cam Colley getting the home run. Um, that's pretty cool. I mean, I feel like Colley's kind of, kind of, kind of been a little, not, We've talked about him a lot. Like, we haven't just left him off. But he's a guy that maybe outside of just kind of us talking about him isn't a guy that's been getting a lot of press. But uh, he's been really impressive, kind of reminding me this year of Jonathan Ornelas last year where, you know, he weren't really – wasn't a guy you had your – we really had our eye on, um, but really had a – is just really starting to shape up to have a pretty good spring and – and it's showing that, like, that potential that we knew was there with him. Um, it's like, you know, just this is kind of the deal with these guys. It's, it's, it's all stats. You know, it's all just numbers until they get to a place where it's kind of like they have to raise their game to kind of like that next level. And that's when you start to see, because there's just a certain gear um, that the MLB level players have. And I'm not saying that that's Kali, but I'm using this as an example just of, of a guy that you we might not have thought was going to come out and make a big splash, but has kind of showed kind of showed up 
and uh, just done pretty much everything uh, that you could ask of him. Uh, well, I think people have taken notice, though, because, I mean, he's going to start at shortstop in that uh, uh, spring breakout game. And uh, considering Sebastian Walcott is a top uh, three prospect in the organization and a guy that uh, um, is a top 100 prospect in the big or in all of Major League Baseball for Cam Colley to be starting that game, that says a lot about what uh, what the club thinks about him. I, I agree. I think you, you've got, you've got it right. I, I think the club thinks highly of him. I think he's a guy we've talked about for sure, but, but, you know, he's not getting the fanfare um, necessarily past that point, but he's probably well, because he looks like yeah, they, 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 they think he's like the kid that goes and gets the bat. They think he's a bat boy. Right. But he might be turning a few more heads um, uh, by the time it's all said and done. If his spring, keeps up the way uh it, it has been now i will be honest with you guys like um you know my co-host uh you know bull you you've been talking about collie for months uh well then we knew potential we, yeah well we knew when when he was drafted he was a high ceiling uh high school kid and then he did hit his first couple of years coming over to uh, the to pro ball, but they they sent him out anyways the first year out, and he struggled at down east a little bit. Last year he gets a little bit of a, a, a reprieval at down east, and then moves himself on to Hickory, and uh, you know has a really good overall year for both down east Hickory. Gets himself sent to the Arizona Fall League, and now here we are in February or end of February, early March, and he's playing in spring training games and, and really being productive not only at the plate, but when they put him on the bases and, and yeah. give him a chance to, to you know, uh, score a run somewhere behind a base knock. He, he, he seems like he does it almost every time. So, you know, good on him, and he's just going to continue to run up that ladder. And, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing what he gets out of this game. Yeah, and you can't you can't think you know like Bochi, he's he, he's a old school kind of guy. He know, he's he's looking for guys that that can plug, that are willing to do whatever they can do in whatever role that they're handed. Think about Jankowski uh, and his like real versatility to just be ready whenever. Um, and you know, so you got to imagine that that Bochi would be impressed with a guy just like you said. No matter what role they put him in, even if it's a very small role. He's found a way to make an impact, and I think. Well, and one thing about him, real quick. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you know, we just talked about Josh Smith, and and Cam Cawley is kind of in that same mold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, do we want? To, I guess we got to talk well, about. We got to talk about the pitching because <laughs> these first three guys are guys that were talking about that should be able to help this rotation or we want to be able to help this rotation at points in this year. Um, Neither of them, not, not, not any of them were any good. Mm. Uh, Samson just, he gave up a three run home run. Um, Overall first inning and third inning wasn't bad. He got in a little bit of trouble in the second inning and uh, gave up that three run home run and uh, you know, ends up not looking great, but uh it wasn't the worst thing ever. I mean, you know, like we said, Samson has been good for stretches in his career, and you're hoping that you can get a little stretch of him being a, a pitcher that helps you at a certain at a certain point this season. Um, Cole Wynn, a couple of innings, 
uh, walk, three hits, gave up a run, worked around some stuff, but gave up the the home run. Um, and then Zach Kent was just not very good. Um, everybody he pitched two scored. Uh, no, I mean, he got a couple outs, but everybody put on base scored and uh, um, he couldn't even work through one full inning and Steven Jennings uh, came in to uh, uh, get him out of that inning. Uh, Steven Jennings, real quick, is a 2017 Pirates second rounder that the Rangers have in on a, uh, uh, a minor league contract. And then uh, Daniel Robert, pretty good again. Um, he did he did get himself in a tad bit of damage or trouble, but no no real damage. And then uh, Jonathan Holder, who we talked about on the last show, probably a guy that won't make the team. Um, you know, showing why. I didn't figure he'd make the team in his outing this afternoon. Hey, positive note for Colwyn: there was he didn't hit anybody or throw any wild pitches. Yeah, yeah, you you got to take the good. Um, and and again, he gave up the home run, and it was just a solo home run, and worked around some other. So you know, I mean, you can deal with that. It's not the end of the world, but you would have liked to have seen him, you know, keep the ball in the yard. Well, and still plenty of time in spring for Wynn to tighten up, you know. Yeah, still like it's March 1st. Maybe get over a little bit of the jitters, maybe a little bit nervous, maybe feeling a little bit of the heat. Um, and maybe he can, uh, you know, pull it together. I think Samson is a guy. It's not about – I don't think it's about that with him. I think it's about like, you know, does he still have – does he have what it takes at this this right now – to compete at the big league level. We know he has had it before um, and somehow, you know, he wouldn't be kind of in the role he's or in the position he's in um, if there weren't questions uh, about whether, you know, he can still be effective at this point. So I think for him, it's more about probably not the nerves, but you know, what is it going to, you know, can, can he, can he stabilize uh, and show the team that he's got, uh, you know, he's got what they need in, in this particular, cause they, they need him for something very specific and they need a guy that can get, start, have a, have a, a fast start. We don't, you don't, don't need somebody coming slow out of the gates. Um, yeah, yeah you know, exactly. Kent, 100%. I think, I think Kent, honestly, like, um, you know, I, we, we, we're always real positive about things and then I'm not even really thinking this is negative. It's just, it is very, dis- this is a very disappointing uh, outing for him. Like it just, you just it it just kind of cringy. You hate it because you want we wanted him we want him so bad um, to to make the team and and be a guy that like can actually plug in and and get some innings for this team um, during this off season. So I mean that one kind of probably hurts hurts me the most uh, of of all of it. Yeah, I agree. The couple home runs you just can't have that and. You know, four guys that you're looking for to get starts out of at some point in this season, and and the four home runs from those guys is just not. It's not what you wanted to see. No, it's not. It's not. Um, well, is that is that it? I guess that's it. You know, the Rangers have got a couple more this weekend, and we'll talk about them when we get back on Monday. Uh, but yeah, they've got the the White Sox on. Um, what the White Sox tomorrow, 
And then they've got Oakland on Sunday. As of right now, we've got John Gray slated to throw his first Cactus League game on uh, on Saturday. And then Dane Dunning's going to get another start on Sunday. And uh, that probably means that Jack Leiter will be on the back part of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, hey, uh, been a blast. Uh, more than anything, just getting to hang out, talk a little baseball. Um, so talking to talking to my co-host here, actually not even the audience. Um, so been a blast hanging out with you, man. Uh, just talking a little ball on a Friday night. It's what we do. for. Yeah, yeah. I think we, I mean, we went in with no ideas and came out with an hour long show. So, yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, something for something for the, the people to listen to tomorrow while they're doing some honeydews or tonight while they can't sleep because they, you know, um, are excited about Rangers baseball. Yeah, we are. We are certainly a couple of guys that are really excited about it. So, hey, thank you for tuning in. Uh, check us out on uh, social media, TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out that website on the World Wide Web, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Hey, Teodo keeps pitching good. Sure does. And, uh, you know, Teodo is uh, uh, one of the top prospects in the organization. So uh, if you want to learn more about those prospects, you can go check out our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. We cover all things Rangers minor league. Thanks to our subscribers, loyal subscribers, our Farm hands, as we like to call you guys, thank y'all so much. We're so grateful that you guys uh, consider our opinions uh, worth a couple bucks a month. And uh, thank you, thank you everyone for following us on your favorite podcasting platform for the three hundred pound animal, for my lovely wife who's hanging out just with uh, with me right now. This is your boy Kev, aka YBK. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. Signing out. <laughs>